We've got some hey, fresh I'm new Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening you to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn how to turn that content into profit, just go to contentsprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Oh, yeah. And today, I'm excited for today's guest and topic. Tell me, tell me why. Tell how me why. to push your limits on work ethic, mindset, and results. Ooh, results. Is that, is that a result? That sounds okay. a whole lot like <laughs> discipline. Yes. Which I need in my life, man. I do need more discipline in my life. It, yeah. that, that, has, that is my word for 2021. I know. Th this week we talked about that a lot. Let's so, go. That's good. Guys, before we get started, please... Go ahead and subscribe. We worked really, really hard to bring you these stories, these lessons for you on your phone every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So subscribe so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone. And follow us on social media at BizRosco, where you can find all the golden boulders that we distribute all over the place. Oh, good so job. Good. Good that job. was good, right? That's good. And please, if you find this episode impactful, if you find today's guest to be his message to be impactful and you believe that it can help somebody else move one step forward towards the goal yes all we ask from you is to share this episode with that person and please don't forget to leave a five-star review thank you <laughs> that's right so today another awesome episode we partnered with Podmax to share the stories of some amazing people that are shaping our future people that are taking ideas and turning them into reality these stories are meant to empower you to go all out and build a brighter future that is right that is right and today's guest guys we're in for a treat and today's guest his superpower is communication and adaptability and i love that because in today's market you need both of those and not just in today's market but in your life yes everything is so fast-paced and it's changing so quickly that you need to develop those skills Ooh, he also is extremely proud of his marriage, which actually he revealed to us that he got married. He got married pretty, pretty young, but they have both grown together. And you know what maybe, they say? Maybe he can give you some tips. On I, I, don't I don't know if they actually say this out, out there, but <laughs> solid marriage, solid business. Ooh. I don't know. I, maybe I just made that up. Uh, no, <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Uh, he's also incredibly proud of being a father. I can definitely relate to that. You know, so we'll, we'll dive into that. I love that his first two things that he shared with us was his family uh, and his, his wife and his son. Oh, so good. He also, by the way, became a millionaire at 29. He had like this goal and we were chatting off camera not just the money side of things but the mental the growth everything that comes with it right i think we're excited to dive into it and fun fact he met his dad when he was 24 and if you hear the story i don't know if we're gonna dive into that today we'll see we'll see what happens but it looks like a hollywood uh blockbuster movie <laughs> stuff the name of his company, Bulletproof Coaching. He helps salespeople learn the sales process and earn more money. Entrepreneurs start, launch, and scale their businesses. Ah, so good. That is right. Please Ooh. welcome incredible salesman, the most humble man in the podcasting kingdom, <laughs> and a beer that catches anyone's eyes and hearts. Chaz, all Thank right. you, Chaz. I appreciate it, man. Welcome. Happy to be here. Chaz, I am so <laughs> pumped up. You, you know, at the end, I was I was reading here, a beer that catches anyone's eyes. And then I didn't have this writing here, but I was like, and hearts. You know, man, you and catch hearts. 
You catch people hard. That's right. I uh, I missed that's my right, cue, man. man. Uh, he was improvising, and I'm like, okay, script is on. Boom, kill him in. Let's go. Oh well. Oh well. The chat's very incredibly honored. I, the first time we saw you, I think it was like last pot max, uh, like in the group, and the the fact that all these people were talking great things about you were like mm -hmm. this is a guy we need to connect with so maybe we slipped uh you know some money in there to uh josh and eric to pair, pair <laughs> us up with you just saying uh i can't confirm or deny that but uh again thank yeah. you for for being on the show man why don't you start by sharing a little bit of backstory, right? Because you've achieved wonderful things from the family to the business side of things. We know that you own several business yeah. ventures, right? And your main yeah. company is doing amazing things. So how did that start? Yeah, well, so so uh, like three questions there, but yeah. <clears throat> the backstory to to Chaz Wolf, single mom family, grew up with uh, not not a bunch of like what would maybe be considered success. Mm -hmm. um, and really what I learned early on was that Anything I wanted out of life, I was going to have to go get. Um, and so I learned, you know, work ethic and just the ability to have a strong mind and to go get whatever it is that I wanted from my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, and that that turned me into an entrepreneur early, early on, right? And even just being part of the single mom family, I had to grow up early. And so to fast forward to one of your other questions, which was like, how is it going right now? Like, what's what? how did I get started with this business? It's like, well, my, yeah. my bulletproof coaching business where we help salespeople and entrepreneurs, like you mentioned, that has all been born out of me being a successful salesperson, a successful sales manager, a successful executive director for big names like Grant Cardone and Frank Kern. And then outside of that, having my own businesses. And so I've, uh, I've launched over 10 businesses. We do millions of dollars a year. Um, I've got 50 employees over three states. And so it's just like all this stuff that, you know, like sounds really cool on paper, but I wanted to be able to take those things that I had gained, learned, mm. and even grown in myself and be able to then, uh, you know, return the favor and uh, and help others, uh, salespeople and entrepreneurs do the same thing. I love it, Chaz. And I love how the path of very successful people often turns into coaching and wanting to give back to others and help them, right? Give them this information that is going to take them and their business to the next level. And I mean, you mentioned that you work for some pretty recognize entrepreneurs out there, right? Like Grant Cardone and Frank Kern. Sure. Personally, I had no idea about that. Did that help yeah. shape the chess that is oper oh, operating right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, I, I would be a complete arrogant fool to say no. You know, like you don't, you don't work every day inside of the 10X headquarters. I had spe specified time in Grant's office. Um, I worked every single day with Frank, like literally back and forth, him and I talking about, the strategy of the business and and things to do with the team and what not to do and how to change things up and yeah. uh, money to spend on our marketing ad and, and just all this stuff, right? So yes, of course, those two have influenced me, even just being in the middle of those two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because yeah. I don't know literally if there's a if there's a further difference in in style and personality and and business preference. And so yeah. learned a ton in that in that uh, season of my life. I, sure. I, I am extremely curious how how old were you when that happened and how did you get to that opportunity, right? Because I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs out there are, I want to find that mentor. I want to go into an environment that is going to help my personal growth, right? In here, okay. a few years back, we actually discovered that motivation wasn't that reliable, right? We wake up in the morning extremely motivated. We mm -hmm. And sometimes throughout the middle of the day, that motivation gets depleted. And we're like, oh, I don't really right. want to work anymore or do the hard work. But yeah. guess what? When you put yourself in an environment that everybody else is pushing you for, helping you to succeed, that right. works, I mean, way better than motivation. Yeah. So 
for you, I'm guessing this was at a young age, but how did you manage to find those opportunities? Yeah, great question. So you asked specifically when I worked with Grant and Frank, and that was actually in 2019, so just a couple of years ago. Um, and it wasn't a scenario for me of going there to um, necessarily become better. Yes, of course, I need like that was all part of it, right? Like I wasn't going there and not not planning to learn from yeah. the environment of 10x <laughs> and and Frank. You know, um, I, my ears were completely open to uh, learning plenty, but. It was kind of a unique situation. Most people do that. Most people who get hired on, uh, you know, at the 10X headquarters are looking to just get some time around that mindset. Yeah. And, you know, but but I had already been successful in, in my yeah, own yeah. deals. I already had, I had seven companies at that point. We were doing, wow. you know, three, $4 million a year uh, in my in my franchises. And so it, I was already a top sales producer. I was already a top sales manager. And so it was more so of a, like me getting connected to Jared, mm. who's Grant's right-hand guy yeah. and us talking over the course of about two years and him realizing that I had talent and me realizing that it, he, not so much Grant, I mean, I love Grant, but it was really Jared that I, I was drawn to and I wanted to work with Jared. Yeah. And, um, and so him and I, over a course of about a year and a half, two years, kind of just kept going back and forth on bigger opportunities. Cause it, I, you know, I was already making a ton of money yep. in, in retrospect, you know, like what is a ton of money, but yeah. you know, for a, for a, you know, a 29, 30, 31 year old, I was making a ton of money. And so I wasn't going to just drop all that, drop my businesses, drop my, my current sales career just to, you know, go work at the 10 X headquarters. Like I wasn't motivated like that, Yeah. but I did want to get around Jared. I did want to get around Frank, of course, Grant, but, um, it was more so of the opportunity of what could have been with that agency. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't necessarily work out exactly how everyone had hoped, but everyone still learns and I still have yeah. my businesses and I came back and uh, yeah. started my next endeavor and, and here we are. No, wow. I, I love it. And thank you for sharing that part of the story because, you know, like Fonsi was saying, environment is such a key aspect, right? And and there's experiences totally. that come to us and, and the fact that you that you were involved in that relationship with, with Jared, right? And always talking about those bigger and better opportunities. Like lately, obviously, with the people that we've been able to connect on the show, same thing happens, right? There's a relationship. There's there's some kind of chemistry that happens. And it's like, hey, if, we, if we're talking about the same things and we like the same things and we want to go, you know, kind of similar direction, can we help each other out? Exactly. So the yep. possibilities of this happening i think it is really encouraging and lately with our group with the people that, that we help on our side with the content side of things we've been harping on the power of the platform the power of the relationship right we're so psyched right. that we, we tend to see when we start with stuff like this it's like okay the views and the engagement and the likes who cares man like the first time we launched the show after nine months is when we saw the numbers but because we were so focused on building the relationships right and if we can right. serve in some way or another we're going to try to do it. And every relationship that we've been able to build through the platform is helped us, right? So I'm assuming yeah. you obviously had a, had a platform and then these relationships ha have obviously helped your career and you've helped those as well. And then, you know, whatever happens, happens, but we're both better people. So I'm, I'm super, Absolutely. I'm so super interested on very early on because I mean, at 20, 20, 20 year old, right? It's, it's not common to see the massive mind shift that it takes from, you know, working or, or, or not having that, I guess I'm, I'm putting air quotes here, millionaire mindset, right? Like sure. uh, there, there's this stigma around the, what the million dollars, right? But there's a, there's a growth that has to happen. And, and, you know, full disclosure for us, we're not millionaires, right? Like we haven't even crossed a million dollar in sales for our company, uh, hopefully soon. But at the same time, we've experienced this immense amount of growth in the last year and a half or so that have allowed totally. us to finally, you know, let go and hire people. And the second we started hiring the first one, we we're like, oh my God, this is so good. How yeah. can we do more of this? How can we serve more? How can we support their staff even more? So what 
what are some elements so key elements that you experienced through that growth moment in your life to be able to achieve what you've achieved? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. It's a loaded question, so I'm going to try to give as much detail as I can. The first part of that is individual growth that you mentioned, right? So like for me, when I was uh, 18, 19, and 21, I was part of an MLM, a multi-level marketing business. Mm. And we got to love MLMs. I'm not currently part of one, but you got to love MLMs for the we, We've all been part of one you know? at some point in our lives. <laughs> we've all been part of one. It's okay. It's, it doesn't make you any worse of a person. Um, in fact, I normally would say actually now, if I come across a 20-year-old who's like, you know, tell me what to do, other than getting in sales and just making as much money as possible, go get an MLM and do exactly what they say for 18 months. Do mm. not deviate. Yeah. And uh, yeah. through that process, you're going to read about 100 books. You know, you're going to, you're going to go to conferences. You're going to stretch yourself. You're going to talk to people that you don't know. You're going to do things that push yourself to the limits. And whether that be uh, physically, whether that be mentally, the whole mm. deal. So for me, that was like a college education. Those three years that I spent there, the almost 200 books that I read, the wow. hours upon hours that I spent traveling and driving and meeting with people and, and no shows and shows and, <laughs> and getting, getting results, but then not getting results. And it, yeah. it allows you to have that format of, like you said, that personal development of like, okay, I'm pushing into something and I don't necessarily even know what I'm pushing into, but I want more. I want something better. I want something bigger, mm. maybe more money, more success, whatever you kind of define that as, but you as a person have to grow and you have to find your limits mm. or find out what the end looks like. So that way, you know how, that you can push hard or like David Goggins talks about how you can push through it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we all have that governor in our mind and if, and if we allow our mind to stop us, we we will. We'll stop way before our potential. The second piece that you asked there was about how to take that and actually how to then grow a business. And it's like, well, uh, you had mentioned it as far as like be, being able to build a team. I, I was on a, <clears throat> before podcasting was big, I was on a like a video interview for an Executive Life magazine, yeah. maybe, maybe seven or eight years ago, something like that. And I'm in my 20s and I'm talking about our 50 employees and, and different locations that we've got. And the guy's just like, what in the world? It's like, well, you can't have all that if if I expect other people to do like I do, right? And it's not that I'm lowering the standard. I was giving room for my employees, my team members to be them, right? Mm -hmm. So their 100% doesn't look like my 100%. Yeah. And so you were just saying something similar there. It was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We gave away a little responsibility and we watch our, our business grow or we watch our team grow and how do we do that more? And it's like, you have to be able to give away the responsibility, but at the same time, understand what it's like to build a team because people do things differently yeah. and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's wrong it just means that you kind of get on the same page and you got to go in the same direction but it's going to look different along the way yeah absolutely wow. dude again we could probably talk for hours and thank you i i love the way how you distill the questions and the information it, it looks like you have some methodical process in your head too that it, it allows the framework it allows to betray the information right and, and with that like in the past a couple interviews and this past week we've talked a lot about frameworks and and capacity and and uh containers right in our daily lives and how do we make how we make decisions right yeah. so the fact that the second we understood the framework side of things and for our service we have a very specific framework that we follow and everything if it doesn't fall in there we don't execute so it goes back to focus were you able to right. How was your the process of identifying maybe your own personal frameworks or were you able to identify a sales framework? We often talk here on the show about the frictionless sale. How do we how we get to a frictionless sale? Is that even a thing, the yeah. frictionless sale, right? Um, so do you have a framework that you operated, that you discovered, that you developed? 
on the sell yeah. side? Yeah. So, okay. So on the, on the personal, so the first question that you asked the, the personal framework. So for me, yes, a hundred percent, there is a framework there. You have to understand you, mm -hmm. right? So <laughs> I got to know my strengths and my weaknesses and I have to be honest about it. I got to actually know what I need to work on, what I need to grow. Right. So for me, a young Chaz, um, I was really dominant, a little bit aggressive. No, no, no. A lot of bit aggressive. Um, <laughs> I, you know, maybe would have run over somebody or made somebody feel small, you know, and, yeah. and, over the course of time, that was just my ambition and my my drive for more speaking. And actually, then what was coming out in the midst of that was my I'm an introvert, right? So mm. I'm, I'm sharp spoken and, and maybe it sounds a little bit aggressive because I'm really, really ambitious. So as I've learned and modified myself in those ways, I know how to communicate better, mm. so forth and so on. Other people have different things that they need to move. Right? You have to know who you are. You got to know your identity. You got to be confident in who you are. And then then you can begin the process of modification unto becoming who you need to be, right? Mm -hmm. As far as the second part of that, as far as like, how do you apply that? It's like, well, you can't, you can't run a business or run uh, like clients or you can't have a team if you are confused about yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the framework of how do I actually go down the sales process or the framework of you even just like not after the sale, like you do the sale and then you have a certain process that you take your client through that still requires communication. It still requires relationship. It yeah. still requires results, but, but also communication. Okay. Well, you have to build that through you knowing you. And then the second step is knowing them, right? So knowing them and knowing how to communicate with them. If you were going to communicate with me and, and I wasn't someone who could modify or was aware of that, you would need to communicate with me in bullet points. Right, you need to say A, B, C. Otherwise, you're gonna. I'm mean, not, not that you're gonna lose me. I'm gonna be. Have, I'm not gonna have enough interest. Um, you're gonna lose my attention span, and I'm gonna move to something different. Yeah. Like my wife, she needs the whole story. <laughs> yeah. Right. She needs the paragraph version. You know. We're backwards. Is my wife is like, give me the bullet points, and then I go like, the story's like, no, 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 just the bullet points, please. I'm backwards. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. love it. I so, love it. It works together, right? And so in yeah. that relationship with you and your wife, it works together. But but that's the same way it works in the professional world, whether it be with your clients, whether it be yep. with your team members, whether it be with your prospects. Okay, so the frictionless sale. How do you lead your clients to yes? That's really what it is. It, there, there is a little bit of tension because when people spend money, it's it's they're associating that money with hard work or literally sweat or time that they've spent, right? So they're trading all of those things. It's not just the dollar. They're trading all of those things that they had to get the dollar. Yeah. in order to get your service. So there has to be a little bit of friction. There has to be a little bit of bump. There has to be some trust and some rapport and some drawing in. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. There's a process that you can lead through relationship to get them to say yes. Wow. So, so I, I love how you said what's behind the dollar, right? Because personally, I've never actually thought about that, right? Like I, I, I do think it about it is a hassle for people to let go of that, But the meaning attached to that money, to de generating that dollar, like you just say, right? Like the work behind yep. it, the sweat, maybe some yep. tears in there, you know, yep. like de definitely, definitely some tears in there. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's challenging, <laughs> right? So thank you for sharing that. And I want to go a little bit backwards in the conversation where you were talking about partnering with Jared and you said, yeah. I wanted to do bigger things, right? Yeah. Um, that you had these plans For us, right, we, of course, have those those dreams, those plans that we want to do eventually. But when we started, for us, we started out of need, right? Out of, there was a little bit of greed. We, 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 when we entered the, the digital marketing realm, right, we yeah. didn't have much at the moment. We're looking, how do we make money? 
and we got introduced to this world by Ty Lopez and his famous, <laughs> I mean, my garage ad with the Lambo, right? And we're like, mm, awesome. what if we get an, a Lambo? <laughs> that that mi mindset has changed a lot, right? Exactly, sure. But later on, we got introduced to this term that is like, you need to build your cash business first so then you can go move on and do those dream scenarios, sure. those big sure. plans that you have in your mind. Was it like that yeah. for you as well? Uh, I know you moved on from MLM and then to your to do your own thing, but did yeah. you start it with your cash business or you were immediately someone with those huge plans? That's a, that okay. That's a really good question. Um, yes, I, I like to think of myself as someone as a big picture thinker, but I'll, I'll re, like reverse it all the way back to me buying my first edible arrangements franchise. Did I think that I would have seven locations in in three states with 50 employees within four years? No. <laughs> did not think that at all, <laughs> right? Did I have really big plans of, like I told you, wanting to you know hit the millionaire mark before I was 30 or whatever else, you know, whatever iconic things that people do, right? Yeah. Of course. But I just knew that I had to take steps every single day to get toward that bigger thing. I didn't necessarily know that it was going to be edible arrangements or, you know, uh, real estate or, you know, partnering with, with Jared at 10X or, or whatever. But I was just willing to take opportunities. When opportunities came to me, mm -hmm. I was excited about, okay, is this an opportunity for me? If not, mm -hmm. no big deal. Make the decision, move on. And my wife would even tell you, it's just like she long ago, many years ago, stopped like really listening to all of the opportunities that I bring to the table because she realizes that there's going to be about new almost every single week. And I'm going to go down the rabbit trail of every single one of those yeah. until it just doesn't make sense anymore. It's like, hey, no problem. But I'm not going to, miss an opportunity at the same time i'm not going to just jump on the boat of opportunity because i don't want to miss it because i realize that boat comes around like every single yeah. week like clockwork you know what i mean yeah. makes sense so so this brings to my mind the the term sunk cost right which is when we invest mm -hmm. this time into an opportunity and then we have such a difficult time letting go because of the investment that we've put into it whether that is cash investment or time investment right or, right, or right. two more most valuable resources so How do you deal with that? How do you move so fast between opportunity and opportunity? Because we do live, I, I personally believe that we live in a world of abundance, that there are so many opportunities. Yet, I think a lot of people, me included here, lack the ability sometimes of letting go quick enough. And like you said at the very beginning, your superpower, adapt, right? Like that adaptability. How do we build that? Yeah, well, um, so I'll use this here long ago in this world, and it's called the board doesn't define you, okay? And so the, the what that means is, is that you could have had the worst sales week of your life. It doesn't define you, right? Mm -hmm. The sales board. You could have had the best week of your life. It doesn't define you. You are locked in and focused on what you're working toward, and then that's it. That's all that that matters. Of course, you celebrate the wins. You want to be aware of what happened on the, the off week, you know? And so that way you don't make those same mistakes, but high level it's, it doesn't define me. I'm still me. I'm still headed toward where I want to go. And so the sunk costs never really matter from that perspective. I can't be, I can't be emotionally tied to what I've invested in it because I got to be able to move with the wind or with COVID or with whatever, right? Whether it's yeah. an investment in something or whether it be, a business decision and you're just keeping going down the wrong, the, you know, the same way, but you need to adjust. I mean, whether it be the offer or get rid of the business altogether, you know, it just, those are all going to be situational things, but the, yep. but the high level is, yeah, sunk costs really, really suck because like, man, I really 
sweat, my blood, my tears, my money, whatever, mm -hmm. my time. And um, you have to be able to associate, okay, well, what's the gap between right here and what I'm actually going toward? Yeah. Yeah. Which there's a whole nother conversation on, do you actually know what you're going toward? Have you gotten it broken down? Do you know what your action steps are each day, each month, each quarter? And if you know those things, then the, the, like, it doesn't really matter what's happened already, whether it was good or whether it was bad. Yeah, so, so that seems to me like a very sales-oriented mindset on the establish a goal, break it down to what is the minimal step that you need to take every single time, right? right. So is that in a way what you help businesses do so they can you know, push those limits on work ethic, mindset, and results that we're talking about? 100%. Yeah. So on a sales side, absolutely. Whether it's somebody who's learning the sales process and that frictionless sale that you mentioned, uh, and, and maybe they got aspirations to make their first six figures, right? Everybody yeah. who gets into sales doesn't want to make less than six figures, but how many actually do? And usually it's the gap of communication and yeah. reverse engineering what it is they actually need. How many phone calls do I need to make in order to get an appointment? How many appointments do I need in order to get a closed deal? What does the closed deal equate to me in commission? Okay, well, how many of those do I need this year to make six figures, right? That, that's what yeah. you just asked for was the reverse engineer process. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with entrepreneurs. Okay, what's three years look like? What's five years look like? What's 10 years look like? Okay, let's reverse engineer that all the way back down to what am I doing this week? That way you can not only know what you're doing, but you can be accountable to it. Yeah. You know. So many people are just like, okay, I'm going to go to work today, right? And you guys have probably had those days. I have those days where I log in and I'm like, so many things I could... Uh, I yeah, put my where? attention toward today. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you got to have you guys use that filter of, and you can do the same thing with opportunities, whether new businesses or new investments or even new partnerships or new, new, uh, you know, guests on your show, put it through the filter of, does it get me what I want? Yeah. If it does, you do it. If it doesn't, you don't that easy. And you don't even compromise. You just don't, if it doesn't get you what you want, you don't do it. Period. Yeah. I love it, dude, because, um, we, a couple couple of days ago, too, I had a conversation with a couple of people in the in the group that we have. We have a, a live challenge right now, forty five days straight of going live in whatever platform, right? And we have a, about a hundred people in the group. They're killing it. They're staying accountable, and and I think accountability is probably one of the the most challenging things there, right? Because uh, through the challenge, people have been facing the fears of just like putting their thoughts into words and put them out. It's probably the first time that they've done it on a consistent basis for that long period of time, right? And last week we were chatting with the group about those those uh how we measure right the success that people are like, okay you know i've noticed that maybe the views are going down but how what are the markers that we decide are good for us right so you know we come at that challenge from a place of we need to discover our message right so am i discovering my message i do not care about the the, the views at that point or whoever transitions from the video to a conversation because the objective at that point is my message once that figure out that i feel comfortable that this is the exact thing and, and a lot of people in the challenge don't even have like a product to sell or different things so why are we even covering why are we even worrying about anything in between except your message and figure out what is the next step right conversations to get it so i love that because um, it, it puts uh, it puts the the lens on us, uh, like back back to us, so we can stay accountable. And we're like, okay, well, I I thought I had to figure out, but I don't, right? And that yep. mind shift, uh, it, it's 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 gonna allow us to to move forward. The first time that we did the forty five live about uh, almost a year and a half now, probably. I, yeah, I think like yeah. two years. Three years. That was the thing. The sole objective was consistency and find the message for season two was okay we have the message i think is solid okay let's establish conversations and get feedback that was the next marker right after yeah. that season three today is okay let's bring people on with the journey and implement the service right and different yeah. things right so i, I love yep. have you 
what are some of the markers that you see on your personal life as an entrepreneur managing right. these big teams uh, that you've implemented every single day? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, within each business, obviously there's markers, right? So within like my Edible Arrangements franchises, we just passed Valentine's Day, the busiest day of the year, right? Strawberries and every everybody goes crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, markers there could be like, okay, so for Valentine's Day, this might be, sound crazy, uh, we've never been able to make it all the way through Valentine's Day without shutting off orders, wow. right? So we get so many orders that we have to stop taking orders at, you know, sometime in the 13th or sometime on the 14th. You know, I've gotten better and better each year. And sometimes you shut them off just because people get crazy, you know. <laughs> but yeah. I set a goal this year is like I want to I, I got I, one of my locations is uh, in, a, in a top, you know, probably 25 location in the nation. And so we want to make it all the way through, and not just with one of my small locations, with that location. Yeah. And so we did it. And so it's like little markers like that, or whether it could be something personal in my life of like okay, a certain net worth that I'm after. Uh, it could be a certain amount of passive income that I'm trying to build from my real estate uh, portfolio. It could be a certain amount of uh, leads that are coming in that are being generated from my marketing unto, you know, so that we can generate conversations and appointments, sales calls and, and, and new clients. So yes, absolutely. Markers. Numbers are everything. Ah, like wow. literally the salesperson, the business owner that are succeeding, they know their numbers, period. They know I, their markers. I love this. Uh, one of the the things that stuck out right now through this last part of the conver conversation has been the that sort of binary thinking on do this, does it get what I want? Yes or no, right? It kind of gives this air of like stoic mentality of like remove everything else. Like I'm extremely focused, right? Yep. But that, that makes me a little bit curious because we all face that, that thing that is called resistance, right? Sometimes to execute, which can be, you referred to it earlier on, which was that limit. What is our limit so we can push through, right? Yeah. So what you're explaining, yes, it sounds simple, but for a lot of people to execute is not easy, right? I think exactly. with practice, then it comes the easy part, but we still face that resistance, right? How does people, or how, let me rephrase this first. How did you move on past that resistance or how do you still do it nowadays? And, you know, what are some actionable points for, for people to deal with that resistance when it comes to, I need to get 20 calls in a day, 20 outreach, I have to do them, let me do them. Yep. Uh, the first step is knowing the number, right? So we just talked about that, but it's, it's you sitting down with a pad of paper and a pen and going, okay, what do I want? And you got to be real with yourself and honest with yourself. And you got to just got to write it down and you got to just create a plan. And the plan may not be bulletproof for lack of better terms, right? Because that's the name of my coaching business. <laughs> But um, it, it's, it's a start. You have to start. That's the whole yeah. point. You have to start, right? So you got to know where you're going. You got to start. Now, the things that I've done specifically to push through the resistance, it's like a rubber band, right? So you push and you try to find the limit and then you're like, oh, okay. And you bounce back, right? And then, and then the, the very next thing is not only did I do it the one time did I find the limit, but you got to get back on the bike and do it again and again yeah. and again. Yeah. And what you'll find is that eventually you'll either identify the <laughs> limit or let me say it differently, the boundary or the end, like there isn't anything further, but then you'll also identify if it's just a limit and you need to bust through it. Mm -hmm. Right? So when you come back the second and the third and the fourth time or the thousandth time, you're much stronger. You're way more confident. You're way more, you, you, you've run the race before, you know how to pace yourself, you know how to push and what corners to turn. Right. And so when you get to that, 
limit mm -hmm. each time you press further and further I, i'm not a marathon runner but but i know how marathon runners train and it's you you do a little bit you do yeah. a little bit more you do a little bit you do a little bit more and then they have that one day a week where they just like triple the miles or double the miles at least. Yeah. And it kind of like shocks their system. And then they go back to what they were doing, what they were doing a little bit more, a little bit more. And then they hit that one day of the week where they're just trying to stretch go. that rubber yeah. band out. So that would be action steps. It's going to be obviously dependent upon what kind of business or what yeah. kind of role yeah. you're in that where you can specifically do that each day. But that's, that's what it looks like from a high level. Oh, mm. I, I, Chaz, I absolutely love this. And I know fun to you too. And give me one second. I, I want to do, do a reflection on, <laughs> on the content side of things, because this goes hand in hand with what we've been chatting about. And, and uh, there's, there's some, something on the back end to, to prep people for maybe the service side of things. Right. And sure. when we took the approach of the show and what if we tackle content in a very different way or like, let's put the message out. Let's see those markers. Let's see those indicators on the message side of things, right? We went from a daily Facebook live to producing a, a show three times a week. And then that show three times a week, almost a year later, it, 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 be, it became 400 different pieces of content every single month over multiple social media channels looking for those right. indicators, right? And the fun thing that, that, that we've established is like, okay, well, we haven't seen the first few months. We never saw data. We're like, we're practicing message. We're practicing execution. We're practicing our capacity to produce. We're testing our team's capacity to produce and distribute this so we can create the framework that then we can optimize here and there, right? So yesterday we were actually having a conversation that the show times is going to change because there's a post-production process that needs to happen afterwards for the team to, to execute, right? Okay, sweet. But we didn't find that out until we tested the capacity of everything, right? There's different guest shows that we're on there's a there's a content chop shop show that we do thursday afternoons so we're now okay well now that we're executing consistently on that is that actually being of benefit for the bigger picture right we do clubhouse one time a week on thursday is that helping us move closer to the goal so now we have those indicators or markers but we're stretching the capacity on the content production creation type of deal so Love we it. can stresses that machine and then like you said just rubber band out be like okay reflection time what's working what's not let's implement we're going back out again and yep. uh so i love i love that visual because as you were explaining it i was going in my head through our own process i encourage everybody yeah. listening right now either on sales or their their own content right if you're doing it yourself or if you have your team start looking at those things at your capacity and your consistency test them out right while gathering message while re building relationships for your business right and then one day a week every two weeks reflect on it is mm -hmm. it working is it not working what are my markers like am i meeting them and then adapt to move forward like you did with your with your franchise right on that whole day congrats on actually making it all the way uh mm -hmm. I, and i can feel the pain because my wife is like please give me chocolate strawberries everything <laughs> and uh, and her birthday is also the 13th so i, I have to uh, do like two boxes at least <laughs> I, I know man uh yep. so dude thank you so much for for explaining the the frameworks you know behind inside of your head for your companies there's so much more here i think it's yeah. this is so juicy so yeah. juicy so i mean good. but we already know that you're gonna come back for <laughs> for round two of content this profit chas yes. so it's all good you know we, we're running out of time here we we just got the five minute warning but i'm curious to know learn about what's next for you right i mean you seem like someone that has a plan and has it like we've talked about today broken down into the steps that you need to take so what is your plan for you know this next year or maybe the next five years i'm curious no that's great man um uh, absolutely i'm 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 we're, we're good on my edible arrangements uh investments uh we're not we're not taking any more of those 
Um, and so the, the idea there is to maximize current locations, build up team members, you know, really I've got some awesome people on my team that I just love to continue to, to build relationship and build them up. Outside of that, I'm completely focused on my bulletproof coaching business. Like I said earlier, we've got the sales uh, training, we've got business training, we've got leadership training. I'd love to have bulletproof dads and bulletproof family yes. and bulletproof mind. And just really this idea of becoming bulletproof. It's not like you becoming perfect by any means, but it's you developing this self shield or this bulletproof vest that doesn't necessarily keep you from everything, but it gives you the extra you know, mm -hmm. uh, aggressive or, or confidence to be able to walk into really any situation and be yeah. able to be adaptable or to pivot or to pitch or to lead or to communicate really whatever it is that you need to do in, in this it. process of becoming bulletproof. So yeah, over the next five years, we're going to build a ginormous business around this idea of becoming, uh, you know, bulletproof. And, uh, and I hope, you know, we're able to, to do some things along the way. Ah, yes, so good. Man, I'm, I'm going to be table face here. And if you have, if you don't know what table face is, you'll, you'll find out. Chaz, uh, we want to work with you at some degree <laughs> or level here. I'm just going to put it out there. Somehow we want to serve you at some point. So if that's with you being on the show and advertising Bulletproof all over the place and, uh, you know, uh, you know, amplifying your message, we resonate, yeah. man. I, I thank you so yeah. much for, for allowing us to have this conversation today. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. I, I love the whole concept of, of being Bulletproof. I think, you know, looking back in my life, I would have loved to have a message like this growing up, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I love the education that we got. I love our family. But like how we mentioned before, right? Our family was never exposed too much to the entrepreneurial world, right? Or yeah, that right, tried right. once and then it didn't work out for him and then he decided to do other things, right? Which, of course, we're extremely grateful for. Again, we had a, we had a, a great childhood, but I would have yep. loved to have a bulletproof concept that would have teach me early on how to be resilient, right? How to face opportunities yeah. head on yeah. without the fear of being rejected, without the fear of being told no. Because yeah. when we started our, our business, right, the, the digital marketing side of it, which was about four years ago now, I remember my brother was, was at his full-time job. And I knew I had to do calls, right? <laughs> I, I At the moment, I was listening to Grant Cardone a lot. Oh, yeah. And I listened yep. to his like phone, uh, sales calls, all that stuff. Yep. And I was like, okay, I need to go do sales calls. <laughs> so I grabbed my my gamer headset, right, with the mic. Yep. And yep. I, I would walk around my room literally for <laughs> like 30 minutes, yeah. literally trying to get in the mindset to make one phone call. Oh, like yeah. I was so scared of being told no Right. And I mean, yep. it has taken us three years to get better at that mindset. I'm not going to say that I have completely, you know, gotten sure. the bulletproof mindset yet because I'm still afraid sometimes of getting the no right of reaching out. Yeah. But we're working now consistently towards that. So I think That's it's such awesome. an important concept. And man, just, just know that we're going to be supporting you and rooting for you in your corner, too, because I think it's a message that a lot of people need to, to receive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you guys have a lot to be proud of, like for, for what you just described, not only just building your business in four years, but taking that right there and taking something of nothing like that's who you were naturally and being able to modify yourself into something that you needed to become in order for your business to move forward. That's what survival is. That's what that's what that's what humans do. And so congrats for that, because you guys uh, you guys are a great picture of what the Thank you. what it looks like or what the American dream is or, <laughs> or what it looks like for success. Like you guys have, you guys have done that well. And so I appreciate your time as well. Oh, thank, thank you, man. Chaz. Thank you for the nice words. I'm going to ask, is that what humans do or what wolves do? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, oh, let's yeah. go. You, you need to start. If you ever create your inner circle, it, it has to be called the Wolf Pack. Please, hey. please. Wolfpack. Well, then I, I do have. I have a. I, all of my company names are around the name, but I have one company that's called Wolfpack LLC. That's yes. Right. Yes. That's out. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. all right, Chess. Any any last thoughts that we might have missed uh, before we invite no. everybody to connect with you? Yeah, if, if they want to connect with me, chazwolf.com, C-H-A-Z-W-O-L-F-E.com. Anything that we're doing is on there. And uh, really, just anybody who's listening, I believe in you. And you need someone to to tell you, or maybe you don't need someone to tell you, but the world is yours. Like You just got to identify and go yeah. after it. And, I, and <sighs> I know that you can do it. So good. Yeah, you, Chaz. And, and Chaz has those systems, those frameworks that support the amazing experience that he's brings to the table. So mm -hmm. go connect with him. We're just going to leave all the links right below. All you got to do is scroll down, click in there, and and chat with, with Chaz or his team. Uh, I think that's it, dude. That was so good. That, that was, was so amazing, good. Chaz. Great. Thank, thank you, you so much. With that said, thank guys, you thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizRoseCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and you, you want to be part of the Wolf Pack, <laughs> please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye.